Okay, so please come back to that feeling of having an upright spine. <clears throat> and you might begin to explore that by, again, turning your, having your hands by your side and turning your thumbs out a little bit, feeling your shoulder blades come back and in toward the spine a little bit. And do that as a movement so the thumbs go out and then come back in. Feel the shoulders open up toward the back. But you're not, not holding it, not stretching, doing it as a movement. And now as the thumbs go out and the shoulders go back, look up toward the ceiling. And then come back just to a neutral place where you're looking forward and your hands are neutral. And then do it again, looking up toward the ceiling and the thumbs go out. And come back from that. Do that movement again, and this time see if you can feel your belly come forward as you look up. And then come back down. Okay, so you look up and come forward here. Good. And come back down. Good. You can come out of it and then come up and feel yourself come forward there. As you continue to do that, notice if there's any shift of weight or rocking at the bottom of your pelvis where you're contacting the chair. Okay, good. And then just pause and take a rest for a moment. Check in with how your spine is feeling. And now well, the next thing we'll do is expand that movement so that it involves both an, uh, an up and widening and then a down and uh, closing of the front. So if this direction the thumbs go out, you look up, the chest spreads and the belly comes forward. In the other direction, the belly closes down on itself, the thumbs turn in, and you look down. And now start to go back and forth through that whole range. The arms turn out as you look up. They turn in, and the shoulders fold in as you look down. And now add in a, a sequence of breathing. So as you look up and spread yourself, you inhale, especially encouraging breath to flow into the belly. 
And then exhale as you fold and look down. Feel the soles of your feet on the ground as you continue to do this. And again, whether there's any shift in weight, even if it's slight, at the base of your pelvis. Okay, and pause for a moment, and I'm going to use my, uh, my little model spine here to kind of demonstrate at the skeletal level what we're doing and what we're, what we're looking for. And feel free to come closer if you can't see well from where you are. So when you're sitting, the skeletal part of your butt that's touching the chair is here, the sits bones, and then also probably part of your femurs or your thighs. So as you look up and look up toward the ceiling and bring your belly out, the spine is getting shorter in the back and longer, more open in the front. These vertebrae, the vertebrae will be closing in the back and getting more open in the front. Conversely, when you kind of look down, the opposite will be happening. The vertebrae will open up a little bit and get longer in the back and shorter in the front. So the spine naturally has a couple of curves in it. There's this slight curve in the lumbar spine going this way. Then it curves out a bit in the thoracic spine. It's not very pronounced on this skeleton. And then it curves in again in the neck or cervical spine here. So the bending involves those, those curves. The, the, a straight spine has curves. And then the, spent, the bending in either direction is sort of here. It's asking this natural curve to go deeper and going against this curve a little bit. This way, it's asking the curve to come out of the low back. So in terms of the practical importance of this, those of you um, with Parkinson's, I'm sure you know there's a tendency to have the head forward as you're walking. And what that does is it's, um, it's asking the whole spine to bend a little bit forward this way. So having an awareness of that and being able to do this movement coming back to upright will help the head come over your pelvis and maintain balance better. The, the thing about it is that if I'm leaning forward this way, folding the spine forward a little bit, it's asking the muscles of the back to do that much more work to keep me from falling over forward. So what we're looking for is a more intentional use of the back muscles uh, so that if I'm here, I can um, come, come back to upright or closer to upright intentionally rather than asking those muscles to do a bunch of work to keep me from falling forward. 
Okay, so those, we're, we're going to talk about four cardinal directions of spinal movement, and that's the first two. Is, this is called folding or flexion and extension. Okay, so before we move on, let's just go back to that and revisit looking up, bringing the belly forward, turning the arms out. This is extension or arching in the low back and in the back. And then folding or flexion. When you look up, the spine is getting longer in the front and more round in the front and shorter in the back. When you flex or fold, the spine is getting shorter in the front and longer and rounder in the back. Okay, and let's take a moment, let's take a walking break. So come up to walking and start to walk around for a moment. And just notice the position of your spine as you do that. Do you feel like you're a little bit forward, like your head is a little forward of the lower spine or a little bit backward? How would you know that your head is right on top of your pelvis and spine? Somebody's got to tell me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Always yeah, okay. somebody's got to tell you. So I think it's especially a challenge with Parkinson's to be able to sense it, but that doesn't mean you can't get better at sensing it um, by checking in with it. If you check in with it, let's say, 10 times a day, within a week, you, you will start to have a better sense of um, where it is. But, but you, no, it's not like it's like this. Yeah, yeah, good. If it hurts? What's that? Does it hurt? If it hurts, that's a good no, indication. I'm being serious. How, how do I know I'm not like this instead of like this? I know I don't look like this. Well, one great way to do it would be to have some mirrors around the house to so that you can actually look. Um, I mean, and in fact, why don't we take advantage of what we've got here? Okay, so you need to be careful about your balance if you're trying to look in the mirror while you walk or stand, but this is a way to, to check. You know, you can look in profile or in partial profile and just see if you put yourself, if you exaggerate it and put your head a little bit forward, what do you look like? If you go a little bit backward, what does it look like? I'll leave this open so we don't have to do it all at once, but you can, can check. Okay, and let's come back to the chairs and we'll go on to the next um, cardinal spinal movement.
Okay, so let your hands down by your sides and um, just begin to slide your right hand a little bit down and then back and do that a few times. And now start to notice, do you, do you slide your right hand down by leaning your whole weight over in that direction? That's one good way to do it. You feel your weight come more onto the right side of your pelvis as you come down. And now see if you keep your pelvis even, can you slide your hand down by bending the ribs? Maybe as a smaller movement, this, it doesn't need to be big at all. So can you keep your face looking forward but bend the ribs and let the neck bend to the right? How does it feel to do that? Even if you're only going an inch, that's enough to sense the movement. And then try it to the left. And you can try both ways, leaning over to the left and letting the arm come down. Probably start to feel a little bit of that side bending in the ribs already. And then emphasize that, that the, the side bending happens more in the ribs and the spine and less from leaning. And just notice if you can go further on one side than the other. What do you do with your head? And notice how the ribs on the other side actually open up. When one side folds like an accordion, the other side opens. And if it's happening in the ribs, then you know it's also happening in the spine. That one side of your spine is folding a little bit while the other side opens. You can always take a break if you feel like you've been doing it a little while and then come back to it when you're ready. Feels weird. feels weird, you say? Yeah. <laughs> Does it, it, feels like, it feels like my pelvis is moving. Yeah, it mm -hmm. is. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like you froze it. Oh, when I, yeah. when I was involved. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. If it's on my own, it's like I'm, my ribs move, but uh, okay. they're not supposed to, right? No, no, no they, they should move. Maybe I didn't uh, 
didn't do a skillful job. your shoulders still a little bit there and yeah there Bring your shoulders back a little bit, and yeah, good. So even if it's a very small movement, mm -hmm. it's clear side to side, mm -hmm. not coming forward too much. Good. Okay, and everybody take a break. So again, using the model, um, that first direction, if there's shortening in the back and lengthening in the front, when one side's shortening, the other side is lengthening and vice versa, that same is true in terms of spinal movement side to side. So if I side bend to the right, you can see there's space opening up along the left side of the spine and vice versa. This gets shorter like an accordion and this gets longer. So in terms of the importance of this kind of uh, movement in daily life, um, of course, all of your nerves for your entire body are coming out of outlets from your spine. So if there's muscular habits that cause a, a certain kind of contraction around the spine, like let's say, let's say I've lost the ability to do a side bending movement to do this, because I've gotten used to always just turning and doing a more familiar bending, um, it's going to inhibit the freedom of the spine to sort of um, operate in an optimal way. And then it, that may ultimately lead to nerve impingement because the spine isn't moving. It's not limber. And so there are areas where nerves aren't coming out as freely. Okay, let's move on to the, the last uh, cardinal movement of the spine, which is rotation. So um, place your hands on your thighs and have your feet on the ground again. And just begin to look over your left shoulder and then come back and look over your right shoulder. And do that a few times and just notice how far can you look going back and forth like that. And even just pick out a spot on the wall or on each side where you see, like, okay, that's about how far I can look comfortably. Okay, and now as you look over your left shoulder, let your right hand slide forward and your left hand slide back. And vice versa, as you look over your right shoulder, your left hand slides forward and your right hand comes back.
and see if you can start to feel that you're actually turning from your bottom, that you're turning from your contact with the chair. Your hips are moving, your legs are engaged. You're still looking from the neck and the head, but the whole base of support underneath that is also helping you to turn. Okay, now pause for a moment and um, keep your head looking forward. You can pick a spot in front of you and just look at that. And now do that twisting movement with your head staying still. So your shoulders turn, your arms move, but your head continues to look forward. See if you can sense a, a, a shift in weight or pressure on the two sides of your pelvis as you do that. When does one side feel a little more deeply dug in or, and then the other? When are they more even? Okay, and then go back to uh, looking as you move. So the right hand goes forward and you look left. The left hand goes forward and you look over your right shoulder. Yeah, so come this way and look there. Feeling like you're really turning from down oh, below. Okay. Now I see what you mean. That's great. Yeah. Okay, and you can pause. And let's go ahead and take a walk around again, a walking pause or walking break. And as you walk, see if you can continue to think about your spine and how your spine is moving. If, if need be, look at this spinal model to have a sense of how, how big your spine is, more or less. Can you have a little sense of a feeling that your spine is walking and the rest of you is coming with it? And um, swing your arms as you walk. Let's all do a really exaggerated arm swing, like uh, see if you can get your hands up by your head or over. Yeah, go big. 
Way up there, way, way up. Okay. And what about that spinal rotation that we were just doing? As you swing, can you feel that there's a little bit of turning in the ribs and the spine? And you all look so fabulous, whether there's any <laughs> results or not. It's just worth it. Okay, and make your way back to your chair. So in terms of that rotation that we were just looking at, what we often think of when we're turning to look, something, look at something is that it's happening just here. The head, we're directed by the eyes, the head and the neck are doing the turning, and it's putting a lot of pressure on these few vertebrae in the neck. You can see it's twisting a lot right here. If I think about twisting from here, Let's say I want, I want my model to be able to look over at Elwyn. If, if it tries to do it all from the neck, you can see it's getting down to here maybe, and then it's stopping. There's going to be tension in the muscles around here, this level. If I turn even this much, you can see that the distribution of the turning is through the entire spine now. There isn't a level of the vertebrae that are having to make an extra cranking effort to turn or in this direction. It's, it's kind of almost like an engineering principle or a physics principle that what's down below should be supporting what's up above, uh, whatever the movement may be. The, the, the pelvis, these big muscles and bones here should be participating and not asking these smaller muscles up top to do all of the work. A really important practical example of this for driving, talking about what, what Jerry was talking about earlier, is looking at your blind spot uh, or looking at the cars around you. If you are thinking, I need to check my blind spot and trying to do it all from the neck, it's going to feel very constrained and scary. Like, But it, it's hard in a car because many car seats sink you back down. But if you can have the feeling of turning from the whole spine turning from your bottom to look at that blind spot, it, it can be much, a much quicker and more comfortable feeling movement. Okay. One side of your neck is tighter than the other? Yeah, that's very common. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's the case for probably 99% of people. And the question is, can over time, can you observe? Uh, can you observe that and try to do more on the side that's less tight to get it more involved? Let the other side rest more. Okay, so before we end this lesson, I'd like to just review the four cardinal uh, movements of the spine. So, the the first two, which are two sides of the same coin, are uh, folding and arching. And let's really do it in a whole body way. So as you arch, the shoulders go back, the hands go out. As you fold, the shoulders come in, the belly button go goes back. 
And don't really don't be afraid to let your belly out as it comes forward, feeling the belly button coming forward, the solar plexus coming forward. And if we add in the breathing, I think then a good way to do it would be inhaling as the chest comes forward and you look up and exhaling as you look down. Before we move on to the next movement, I'd like to give another example, example like uh, on a bicycle or recumbent bike, if that's a way to, that you exercise, or on a treadmill. Um, varying your spinal posture as you do that will be a great way to distribute muscular effort throughout your exercise. So even though exercise is wonderful and completely necessary for everyone, and maybe especially for people with Parkinson's, if you do your recumbent bicycle in a fixed position, you, you're, you're having some high risk of muscle rigidity around your spine from that. Whereas if you can notice like, oh, I've been in this position for a while, let me bring my spine a little more upright, let me actually do a little bit of rotation, it's gonna let the blood flow more, let the spine be more open as you exercise. Just something to keep in mind, varying spinal posture in an activity like that or other activities. Okay, and bring your hands by your side again and, and do this side bending, feeling the ribs close a little on one side, the side, like you're reaching for something toward the floor. Feel your ear come toward one shoulder and a little bit away on the other side. Feel your base of support where your pelvis is contacting the chair and the weight shifting left and right. Okay, and then let's just go straight into that rotation. So if you actually, let's start in a different way where just try to turn from your pelvis Try to turn the front of your pelvis a little left and then a little right. And feel it, you might feel one knee come forward and the other one go back a little bit. And make sure to have your heels on the ground, have your, your full feet on the ground for that support as well. And now grow that movement, the movement of the pelvis turning. Let it move up the spine and get your arms more involved. And then let yourself go to the end of your comfortable range, looking over the left shoulder with the right hand coming forward, looking over the right shoulder with the left hand coming forward, seeing how much further can you see now than when you first started doing it without probably this awareness of turning from the pelvis. And there's a lot of fun differentiation stuff we can do with an exercise like this. So you could turn all the way to the left and then just turn your head back to the center and then back to the left and everything back to the center and go all the way to the right, 
and then just bring your head back toward the center and back to the right and everything back. So we're not going to go into that too much today, but there's also more refinement that you can do around which parts of the spine are turning and how much range is available. Okay, and come up to standing and uh, walking around again with that sense of spinal awareness and, and pelvic awareness. Yeah, and let's get into the arms right away. So start out with the super exaggerated arms, noticing the movement of the shoulders, and then let that settle down to the largest movement you would be comfortable doing in public. <laughs> and if, this is, if you're comfortable doing this in public, you can stay with it, but the idea being, what are you realistically going to do down the block or at the mall? What's the biggest movement that you can do and come back to? And if the largest movement you are willing to do in public is nothing, then you have to go beyond that. That's the older I get, the less I get. <laughs> okay, and let's take a, another break for a few minutes. <laughs> 